0: Hello and welcome to the Art of Health podcast, where we dive deep into the art of unlocking your true potential and transforming your health aesthetics and performance. I'm your host Marie Steffen, health and fitness coach with over a decade of experience in the field. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my personal best tips and the wisdom gained from coaching thousands of people just like you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of What Would Marie Do? in which I'm giving my best advice to one of my listeners questions that might also apply to you because my goal is that every one of you reaches your fitness goals in the smartest way. Like in every second episode of this format, I will read the message first and get into the exact steps that I recommend for this person after. For today's episode, I chose 80's question. Hey Marie, I'm 32 years old. My weight is 69 kilos. I gained weight of 9 kilograms in the last 3 years. 5 years ago I was not on a diet at all, but when I did the first one I entered the diet circle. Now I don't succeed in losing fat anymore. I train 4-5 times a week running or crossfit workouts. I would love to get your recommendation. Hey ET, thank you so much for your message and for your trust. So it looks like you're doing a good amount and mixture of training. So I don't think that your training is an issue at the moment. What you are searching for is a sustainable way of losing weight and then maintaining that weight without gaining it back. You mentioned that you have been in a cycle of dieting and gained more weight than you lost during the past years. So this shows me that you have been trapped in the so-called yo-yo dieting cycle, which then often leads to confusion about what type of diet is right for you, more body image issues, and resistance against diets at all. Yo-yo dieting describes the effect when you start a certain diet that is not sustainable for you because it is so restrictive that your body goes into survival mode and signals extreme cravings that cause you to overeat. When this happens from a point where you have been eating very little and very restrictive, your body gains fat quickly because it doesn't know when the next famine will occur. Even though we know that we won't starve, our body doesn't know that. So it turns on smart survival mechanisms to keep us alive in case another absence of food will occur. Your metabolism slows down and the urge to lose weight again increases so that we start the next diet that promises the fastest results. And the cycle continues. You can stick to those extreme diets. You gain all the weight you lost back and probably even more. That said, to everyone out there, don't start your next weird restrictive diet. It's nice to see a quick decreasing number on the scale for the first two weeks, but you will most likely gain it all back or will live very, very restrictive for the whole life, which I think nobody listening wants. But before i go into the exact steps to break this cycle i want to make you aware of the red flags that indicate a certain diet program should be considered with caution red flags are number one time promises like a 21 day xyz diet and another red flag is specific foods you're only allowed to eat like the egg diet or a cabbage diet or food group restrictions like no carb, no sugar, no fat, no gluten, etc. I'm not saying sugar is good or gluten is good. What I'm saying with that is everyone is different and there are unnecessary restrictions and those that make sense. For example, eliminating gluten makes sense for someone with celiac disease or gluten sensitivity, but not for someone who has no problem with gluten and just wants to lose weight. Sugar is not good or bad, it's just sugar and can be eaten in moderation and yes, you can still lose body fat and be healthy. But I'll go into the sugar debate (laughs) into detail later. So also fat, it's not bad, the opposite is actually the case. Low-fat diets can be very dangerous for women because we need fats to reproduce our hormones. Now, there are different types of fat, and we mostly want to focus on high-quality, healthy fats from avocados, nuts, nut butter, fatty fish, and oils, for example. That said, if a food source should be eaten in moderation, or not at all, needs to be assessed based on the individual needs. Eliminations only make sense for ethical, moral reasons, in case of underlying health conditions, or if you simply don't like something. And then we have another red flag, number three, which is any program or diet that requires you to take pills or additional supplements without any individual medical advice or assessment. Then please do not do this diet. Next, we will go into the exact steps for UAT or anyone else who is stuck in the yo-yo dieting trap and wants to lose fat successfully and long term. But before, I would like to take a moment to express my gratitude for my partner AG1. Over the past three years AG1 has become an integral part of my morning routine and I genuinely look forward to it each day. My journey with AG1 began when I was on the quest for a truly foundational supplement that not only tasted great, but also offered convenience without the need for swallowing pills. I was seeking a high-quality product that could provide me with the essential nutrients to kickstart my day feeling at my best. That's when I discovered AG1, a science-driven blend of vitamins, minerals, good bacteria antioxidants and whole food sourced ingredients. After personally experiencing the remarkable benefits of AG1, I'm thrilled to have them as a sponsor for this podcast. My morning ritual involves mixing AG1 with a scoop of chocolate protein powder and cold water. Because I'm such a routine person, but my husband and I travel quite frequently, I ensure to carry AG1 with me wherever I go. It gives me the confidence that I'm supporting my energy, metabolism, focus, and oxidative stress resilience of my cells. And I'm happy to offer you as my listeners or viewer a special offer so you can access AG1 along with free AG1 travel packs and vitamin D3 and K2 drops through the link provided in the top right corner of this video, or in the description and show notes of the audio podcast. Vitamin D plus K is particularly valuable during those darker days when we don't receive as much sunlight. Additionally, AG1 is suitable for a wide range of dietary preferences, including vegan, gluten-free, egg-free, sugar-free, nut-free, and diet-free diets, so you can enjoy its benefits knowing it aligns with your dietary choices. So now back to today's topics, and we will start with step number one for you, Eti, and everyone that wants to lose fat successfully and long-term. Step number one is calculate your current maintenance calories. Write down everything you eat right now and track it in a calorie tracking app, like MyFitnessPal, Yasio, Lifesum, or the one that you prefer. I recommend you doing this for one or even better two weeks. Make sure that you don't make any changes to your diet yet. It should reflect how you ate over the past weeks, Track everything that you're consuming, also drinks that contain calories like cappuccino, lattes, alcohol and soft drinks, and track every little thing that goes in your mouth. We are often very unaware of the little snacks that we sneak in which can contain more calories than we think like a handful of nuts could be two to 300 calories or a protein or energy bar that you forgot you were eating, which can make up 300 calories easily. Then step number two, create a caloric deficit. Look at the average calories you have consumed and take 15 to 20% of those calories. If you ate on average 2,300 calories, for example, your deficit would be around 1,850 to 1,950 calories. To lose body fat, we need to ensure a caloric deficit. A caloric deficit is easy to calculate based on your caloric intake because it is easy to measure what we eat. You could also create a deficit by simply eating less or eating a deficit through other restrictions. Still, I'm a fan of being only as restrictive As necessary. Creating a deficit by feeling risks that it will be unnecessarily too big or too small. An extreme caloric deficit increases the chance of losing muscle mass and decreases the probability of long-term adherence. In contrast, too small of a deficit can lead to slow progress and potentially lower motivation. Other fat loss methods often presume to cut food sources or food groups, making an approach less likely sustainable as we discussed earlier. Since the most critical factor is to be in a caloric deficit to lose fat, logging your food allows flexibility in your food choices and timing. As I mentioned before, one way to calculate your deficit is to determine your current maintenance calories and create a deficit from there. So, your tracked food is a food journal that provides information about how your body responds to specific food sources and amounts, which can offer much more clarity on your journey. Then, I want you to wait for two to four weeks and see if you're losing weight. If not, the deficit might not be big enough and you can consider decreasing your calories for another five to seven percent. For personal calorie recommendations based on your body, and metabolism, you can use my nutrition app, which does the math for you and adjusts your calories if needed based on the reaction of your weight, hunger level, energy in your training and during the day, your menstrual cycle and many other factors. So I'll link the app in the description below for everyone who wants to start their fat loss or muscle building journey. And step number three is the optimal protein intake. Eat a minimum of 120 grams of protein a day. I used your estimated target body weight, which is about 60 kilos, and multiplied it by 2. Everyone who knows their target body weight can use this simple method to determine a rough protein intake, which is your target body weight, times 2. It's a good place to start if you have no clue how much protein you should eat. So if possible, I use the target body weight, because we don't need to feed the extra fat tissue with protein. The protein is more relevant for sustaining lean body mass. So providing enough protein during a deficit will also prevent or at least minimize muscle loss. In a diet, you want to maintain as much muscle mass as possible to keep your connective tissue strong and firm and your metabolism as high as possible as muscle burns more calories. Step number four is stabilizing your blood sugar. You might get hungry so we want to stabilize your blood sugar and support your energy throughout the day and your digestion with the right food choices. That means focusing on unprocessed foods like fruits, vegetables and root vegetables but also meats fish and everything as natural as possible. Especially fruits, vegetables, unprocessed nuts, whole grains and legumes contains lots of fiber which keeps you satiated for a longer time. There are various types of fiber, but soluble fiber retains lots of water and has therefore a huge swelling capacity, which makes you fuller much faster and slows down digestion. But if you haven't eaten much fiber in the past, you should increase your intake slowly and drink lots of water to help your digestive system process it. Fibrous food also has a higher thermic effect of food, which describes the amount of calories you burn through digesting and absorbing food. The thermic effect of carrots, for example, is therefore much higher than a cookie or toast, which contains processed flour and minimal fiber. But don't get me wrong, foods like toast and cookies are not bad foods, which leads us to step number five. Don't restrict. Don't restrict your diet in an extreme way. For example, eliminating everything that contains sugar or all processed foods. This will reinforce thinking of having to eat certain foods and if you don't adhere to those foods, you have failed. The same applies to events like Christmas, which is coming up soon. People oftentimes think that this is a free pass or even the only chance to eat whatever they want because afterward, January is knocking on the door when we want to finally start changing behaviors and achieving our health and or fitness goals. So the mindset that I recommend you adopt is, you can eat chocolate and cookies whenever you want. Of course, you will gain weight if you eat tons of it every day, but that's not the point. And trust me, that's also not what you want either. It's just about the allowance. By allowing yourself to eat every day or every week a cookie or chocolate or whatever you might like, you're taking the pressure away from this one event and your cravings will be less. That means include food sources you like so you won't crave them so much that you start binging on them. We want to practice a normal eating behavior. Your diet shouldn't look any different to your non-dieting lifestyle other than a lower calorie intake. But this takes practice. It might help you in the beginning to remove triggers that cause you to overeat on something. And once you stick to your diet for around four weeks, slowly integrate something like chocolate or anything else that you want and practice eating it in moderation. Also make sure to download my free meal prep plan as an inspiration with lots of recipes and tips which you can find in the description below this video or in the show notes if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Let's continue with step number six. Increase your activity during the day. You mentioned that you are working out four to five times a week and I think that's plenty. But I don't know what your daily activity looks like. If you're sitting the rest of the day, it will make it harder for you to lose body fat. And in my previous podcast episodes, I highlighted already many times the impact of your daily activity on your daily energy expenditure. Your daily activity refers to any activity you do throughout the day that's not considered a workout like riding the bike, walking, standing or doing manual work your daily activity can easily make up more calories than you spend during your workout. That's why I recommend staying as active as possible throughout the day and increasing your steps in a non-obsessive way. So if you had an average step count of 5,000 steps daily, I suggest aiming for plus 2,000 steps on average. And once you feel like this is doable, you can see if your lifestyle allows for 2,000 more or even 10,000 steps daily. There are many ways you can increase your steps like parking your car further away from the goal, getting off the train one station earlier or later, using stairs instead of the elevator, walking during a lunch break, walking in the morning, a standing desk, a walking pad for your standing desk. And there are many more options, but it needs to fit your lifestyle, of course. And the last step is all about your mindset. I want you to write down your why and every tiny progress you did each week to stay motivated. If you want this fat loss phase to be successful long term, you have to be more patient than in the past. And you decide at this point, do you want to do the shortcut, which is causing a bigger rebound, gaining more weight back than you initially lost? Or do you want to look at yourself in your 40s, looking proudly in the mirror, loving your body and not having to deal with dieting because you already established a lifestyle that enables you to maintain your physique and health? It's your choice, so you can see your patience now as an investment in your future self. I hope this helped you AT and please keep me posted on your progress or email me if you have any further questions I'm excited to hear from you and any other listeners who will follow my free advice on this episode and this is it I can only tell you what to do and you have to put it into action and I know you can so as I mentioned if you need some support use my nutrition and my workout app which you can find in the description below. And to all of my other listeners, send me an email at may at with the subject, what would Marie do? If you feel stuck in something and one of your goals and want to get my personal advice, let me know some additional information about your diet and training history. And then you might be one of my next stories that I'm talking about in my next episode so if this one was helpful to you then copy the link and share it with your bestie family member or person you know would benefit from it because by sharing this podcast and subscribing to this channel you support me more than you can imagine and leaving a positive rating for the podcast allows me to create more valuable content for you so stay motivated strong and flexible and remember that you have the power to transform your body and your performance.